We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. It's Jeremy White with Sneaky Joe DiBiase. Does anybody else out there want to want to do something like that? What, what do we need to settle? Jeremy White. When you were a kid and you were going to get sick, like you might throw up, did your family use the same bowl? You go to bed, you bring the bowl there in case you're going to throw up. Was that the same bowl as the family movie popcorn bowl? With Sneaky Joe DiBiase. The same I bowl thought- that you are eating popcorn out of yeah. has been the thrown sick- up into. The sick bowl. But- it's just a bowl. You just wash it. It's just a bowl. The mental damage alone should be there that, hey, eh. some, you know, little, whatever, your little brother or sister just threw up in this last week. Now I'm eating popcorn out Why of Why do we it. have a dishwasher? So on Monday, popcorn. On Tuesday, throw up. And on Wednesday, sure. dog food. No, I see no issue with it. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Hey, good morning. It's Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. And it's warm. It is warm. You golfing today? I think so. I'm not 100% there yet. I'm waiting for uh, confirmation from a buddy that that we're going this afternoon. Okay. So I, I would lean. I'm leaning yes. I have the golf joggers are on. Oh. The golf bag is in the car. So the preparation has been uh, has been taken. I'm wearing a golf polo. I put it out last night to to wear. I know, like, do you, just lay, because do you lay your clothes out? No, yeah. but in this case, I just did. I thought, I'm going to wear a polo tomorrow. And my wife asked, are you golfing tomorrow? <laughs> and I said, I wish. I'm uh-huh. just going to dress like I am. Yeah. So I'm I'm wearing a polo. You just want to feel like you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you may, may be golfing. Yep. I have a buddy who's golfing. I got an invitation to golf today. I am not, though, unfortunately. Or fortunately, whatever you like. I am. My, I had one of those, wake up in the morning and your first thought, is about a game, is about sports, because uh-huh. Ars- Arsenal Man City, 2- yes. 2.30. Yeah. Is what? that the reason why you're not golfing today? It's not the reason. You have a lot of other things. But as soon as I had I, but. yeah, as soon as soon I'd gotten myself <laughs> to, yes, I'd like to golf today, I would have stopped to watch Arsenal Man City at 2.30. Yep. So yeah. the main reason is I don't think it's nice enough. I think it'll be too muddy, too wet. Mm-hmm. I know some courses are open, and by some it's not many. So you, no, it's you, only a couple. You might be going to the same place a couple of my buddies are going. But that said, uh, no, I woke up thinking about Arsenal Man City and, you know, a host of other things, including the Sabres on the West Coast and the Super Bowl and the Bills and all that, blah, blah, blah. So here we are. Happy Wednesday. Enjoy, uh, you know, enjoy the golf. I If you go. I, I think I probably will. It's uh, the, the temperature, at least, is going to be great. It will be windy, which... I can put up with a little bit, uh, but it feels 
I the first the first golf round of the year, most exciting golf round of the year. No, just for the the what the adrenaline before before the round. Nope. I feel like I'm very fired up for this round to to get going, uh, more so than just a a normal round. Really? Yeah. Okay. Not, I, I love the first round of the year. Oh, nah, not me. No, no. The game's gonna be all over the place. The game, your game is gonna be a mess. The game's you, usually a mess anyway. You are what? There's probably too many people out there. Maybe everybody's really desperate to golf right now. No, my favorite golf round of the year will be some day in June at six a.m. Hmm. The longest day of the year when you can get out the earliest you can possibly get out. That's my favorite round of the year. Or is it the first round of the year that actually feels like fall? That that's, crisp air. That's a good one too. My favorite yeah. round last year was in October. So yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, it's it is not yet golf season. I'm I'm told we're still going to get more winter. I get it. It's not the best round of the year. It's definitely not. It's going to be super muddy. But the more about the 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 build up to it itself. Yeah. I'm I'm ready for. It. No, the round itself. I'm going to be horrible, and the 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 ground. I'm sure is going to be a mess. Well, it's golf season in the in the sports world. I mean, we've got Riviera starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk to Bob Herrig of uh, SI.com tomorrow morning to preview the tournament. Tiger's back, which is always good. Tiger, Rory, and Justin Thomas. That's the three that tee off. That's a group? That's a group. Okay. It's as good, as, it's as, good as a group could get. Yep. We're going to talk to Brian Koziel coming up next segment. Just get a little preview of Tiger playing. And he spoke. One of the coolest things about Tiger right now is – he removes any sort of doubt about his intentions. He doesn't play every tournament. He can't. And he announced last week he was going to play in this, the Genesis Invitational at Riviera Country Club. And he flat out said, well, first he tweeted, I'm playing in an actual PGA event. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the golf world has its reaction of, whoa, all right, Tiger's back. And then he doesn't do it just for fun. Right. He, he says again and again, he says it every time in front of a microphone, every time he's playing an event, I'm only playing if I think I can win. And right. I love that energy. I, I just love that that line. I love that he says it so openly. It's it's a nice thing to say at this stage of his career. It's also not something that a very healthy golfer will always say. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm coming here to win. So, plenty of them do. But you know, just to put that out there removes all sorts of... Oh, what would be a good finish for you? You know, he doesn't right. talk. He's not. I don't want to make the cut. I want to win. Right. He doesn't want. He doesn't want an applause for making the cut. Yeah. And if he does, he will get one. He will get applause, yeah. and I'm sure he'll be, you know, appreciative, and he'd like to play well, and he could still be happy if he doesn't win. But he's playing to win, and I just think that is fantastic. So, we're getting to uh, golf season locally. We still have a little bit of ways to go. The actual PGA Tour golf season mm-hmm. th- that is uh, fired up and pretty much. The waste management was great. It was great. It was on great, Sunday. Great event. Yeah, we're full go Riviera this week, and then uh, on we go towards what the Players Championship will be out there soon. N- yep, early next month, mm-hmm. or no, this month even, end of this month. No, no, no. Yeah, March, March. Um, and watching the waste management on Sunday, but the weather was great on Sunday here as well. Like I, I've got that, I've got that itch for it. watching watching the sport and. Man, isn't Tiger just going to magnify that even more? Yep. Like, Tiger, if you just watch one shot of Tiger on on this weekend, I feel like you're going to want to golf even more. Yeah. Golf on TV does make me want to golf more. And especially, I mean, just Tiger, right? 
Mm-hmm. Like, if, even if he's not playing well, I might just go to YouTube and look up his best shots of all time, and then, like, that'll get me in the mood for it. Because, you know, we'll see. I'm I'm super, I'm hopeful that he'll ever get back to, like, com- being a real competitive player on the tour. Maybe that's not realistic to expect from him. Um, but, I mean, he, he, he expects it. So, you, can, you kind of have to leave the door open to it just because he's got to feel confident enough that he could swing the club to where he can compete. Because he does sound like, listening to his comments, I listened to Amy Lawrence in the drive-in, and she was playing some of them, of, he does not sound like a person to me that will be out there when he's not competitive. And that if he gets confirmation this year that, hey, really can't compete to win anymore, he might just not do it anymore. Yeah. Which will be a sad day. Oh, yeah. I, I was just looking just now about Riviera Country Club. I don't know off the top of my head, Joe, which courses you can and can't play. On like what are, what, are pub, what yeah. are public enough to where you can get out there? I, I know some of them, of course. Yeah. You can play Pebble Beach. It's expensive. You can pay, play Bethpage. You can play Bethpage. You can play the Players' Championship course, TPC Sawgrass. You can play that. I've played Sawgrass. I've yep. played Pebble Beach. And I immediately thought, like, all right, let me check Riviera. I don't know off the top of my head every course you can and can't play. Riviera, it appears you cannot play it. Okay. And I looked real to, real quick to find out. It's uh, it's Los Angeles. It's one of the. It, it says here a course for the rich and the famous, and mem- <laughs> membership is not cheap. A reported initiation fee, just to, uh-huh. to to pay the fee to pay the dues to be a member at Riviera. The initiation is uh three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> okay. So I I don't think I'll be playing steep Riviera. <laughs> Right. I'm well, you not, could play it. You just gotta, you just gotta be ready to fork down three hundred thousand dollars, or find someone who will invite me. And yeah. what's the guest fee like? Oh you know, man, the, the guest fee on a course that you're not a member. Sometimes it's still pretty steep, a couple hundred. Uh, in this case, you know, is, somebody invites you to Riviera. Oh, the, yeah, the guest fee it, it'll be twenty five grand. Yeah. What is the over under <laughs> for the guest fee at who Riviera? Knows? So no, I will not be adding Riviera to my uh, my my resume of golf clubs played. Unfortunately. I would like to get back to Sawgrass though, because that was a good time and that was uh, a reasonable trip. And you can you could just get a spot at Sawgrass. It's a public course. It's, mm-hmm. Again, it's expensive, but um, you know, once in a while, once in a lifetime kind of stuff for some of these great courses. Riviera, not gonna not not, not happening. Not on the bucket list because I'm not gonna make it there. So anyway, eight oh three oh five fifty is our phone number. We've got um, some football coming up, some hockey coming up, plenty to get to here on the show, including a Colts guest. Coming up at nine o'clock, uh, John Michael Vincent will join us. They 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 hired their coach. Yep. They went offense. You did some numbers on this yesterday, and I followed up. And I don't know if you have it in front of you. The answer to my question. Oh, I didn't see it. Okay. So you pointed out in the last five coaching cycles, uh huh, offensive coaches have been hired at a two to one clip over defensive coaches. Yep. Sixty seven percent. Okay. My question to you was: Do you have the five coaching cycles guys that were dismissed? So offense hired two to one over defense. Did they replace defensive coaches that outnumbered offensive two to one? Because it does seem like often when a team changes coaches, they like to switch. The Bills did this right many, yep. many times. Hey, had an offensive coach. We got to fix our defense. We'll go to this guy. Hey, we got to fix our offense. Go to this guy, and you go back and forth. In Arizona. They hire a defensive coach, the Eagles' defensive coordinator, Jonathan Cannon. He replaces Cliff Kingsbury, who is an offensive coach. So, of the five sure. coaching cycles, do you have it in front of you, or do you, could you quickly do it? Or I could, I could do some counting real quick. Because like 2019, for instance, they have it listed year by year. Kingsbury, 
Dismissed. Okay. Offensive. Uh, Freddie Kitchens. Offense. Vic Fangio. Defense. Uh, Brian Flores. Defense. Yeah. Adam Gase. Offense. Bruce Arians. Offense. So I'd have to look, but I mean that's only one year, and that's right there. That's two to one in favor of offense, just because there's more offense. Right. Right. So what I'm saying is, you know, to find that. You have a two to one rate on offensive coaches. If yeah. they replaced offensive coaches that were already two to one, it's not like they're making gains in that department so much as they're still holding an advantage. Which you know the league is more offensive coaches than defensive coaches. So this at some point that changed though, right? We don't think forever it's been that two to one. It's offensive versus defensive. No, it was probably more even, and now it's tilted. Yeah, if maybe at one point the defense had the advantage. In the 2000s, it's kind of thing we'd have to you know spend a lot of time looking up. So I apologize for asking you that question, but the, the point you're making is most of the coaches in the league are offensive background coaches. I saw an interview yesterday. This is not even a Bills point and a Sean McDermott point. Jerome Bettis was talking with Colin Cowherd, and mm-hmm. they're talking about Mike Tomlin. And Cowherd asked Jerome Bettis, do you think Mike Tomlin holds back the Steelers' offense? And his answer was yes. He's a defensive-minded coach. Tomlin was a special teams coach. But he just went on and said, you know, sometimes these coaches, like Tomlin, are great in this way and that way. And, you know, there's plenty to say about Tomlin that is good. But Jerome Bettis said that conservative mindset probably holds back their offense. Now, that's a team that punts a lot. Mm -hmm. Given a coin toss situation, the Steelers will punt a lot. And, you know, I I just think it's interesting that we're – we're not talking about it a ton here. It is definitely brought up from time to time. The Bills have a coach with a defensive background. Is that a limiting factor? I'm not so sure it's a limiting factor so much as it is something that leads to offensive instability. You you sign up for offensive instability. And in Pittsburgh, Bettis' comment was simply, it's not even about offensive instability. It's about flat out holding the offense back. Because your defensive coach is yeah. going to want investment in his side of the ball yes he coaches the whole team but it's just the way that it works you 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 want to build your identity through defense the bills did start that way under mcdermott and then of course draft josh allen and things you know Mm -hmm. i want to say the rest is history but we're we're still watching them make history it's eight fired offensive coaches in the last five years to three defensive fired Okay, so of of the new guys, of the, the, new of guys. the other guys have been fired, but that would have been hired. So of those, that group that I was tweeting about, eight that ended up being dismissed were offensive, three were defensive. Okay, so basically, in the last five years, the league has held its held firm yeah. on the number of offensive coaches over defensive coaches. It's not like offense has made gains, right? Okay, and how much do I want to look at now? I mean. Like, just Super Bowl wins in general. Who's the last defensive coach to win a Super Bowl? Is it Belichick? Belichick? Who's yeah. the last defensive coach not named Belichick to win it? Uh, Tomlin? I mean, he's special teams. If you want to, if you want to get real... Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll in 2014. But 20... that's eight years. Nine, nine years now. That the, la- the last time a defensive coach not named Belichick won. So How many does Belichick have between then? Isn't it like four? Yeah. <laughs> three. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Um, I just feel like this... And this can very easily get translated to, well, you don't think Sean McDermott should be the head coach, because I'm not at that that stage. But I do feel that when you do that, when you hire a defensive-minded coach and someone that is not going to run your offense is your head coach, and suddenly you are year-to-year year wondering what that 
role, who that role is going to be, which I think is one of the most important, if not the most important part of a head coach is, what are you going to do with your offense? It's like having a star. If, if I give McDermott, he's a star coach. It's like having a star NBA player doesn't shoot threes. Or it's like having a star quarterback that can't throw more than 50 yards down the field. Like I just feel like there is a limitation there of your head coach if you know he's not going to be running my offense. Because that is, if, it, if you don't have it as the number one most important thing that a coach should be, if, if you want to bring up the culture points or building a, a, a program or whatnot, and the way he runs his staff, there, there are other things, of course, a ton of things that a head coach is doing. For me, ro- what you do with your offense, not even just calling plays, but designing an offense, is near the top of the list. And when you have a defensive-minded coach, I think it's like a star NBA player doesn't shoot three-pointers. Limited. It's li- it's a limitation. Limited. You can overcome that limitation, but it's still a limitation. Yeah. I don't know how fair it is. That doesn't mean it's not true. Right? There are defensive coaches. Bill there Bell- are a lot that, that win every year. There, there, the there, Super Bowl thing is, there are. is in here. Belichick is an interesting case study, though. Belichick, since losing Brady, let's give Belichick 20 years as a defensive coach without that quarterback. Uh-huh. And... You know he's so he's the number one case to be made about a defensive coach with a great offense can win because he won yeah. an awful lot. Without that quarterback, what happens to him? Give him twenty years from today. Mm-hmm. Maybe he finds another great quarterback who will be his offensive coordinator. Right now, he went back to the well to find somebody that had the job before. You know the, the Patriots' offensive coordinator saga is a story I think that we like to tell because they just. They hired a defensive coach to do it last time. <laughs> yeah. That's how bad it got in New England that all of his assistants that he possibly knew, he just went to a defensive coach to run his offense. Because he didn't... He didn't know enough people yeah. that will work for him that will run an offense. Right. And that's probably... It's it's interesting that Belichick is both sides of the scale. One, he is the example of how it can work. And then when Brady left, he became the example of, this guy's got no answers for the offense. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to develop a young quarterback. And here yesterday, you had Jim Ursay say about Shane Steichen, his new head coach, you know, the thing we got him for is to develop a young quarterback. We know that we need to develop a young quarterback. Mm -hmm. ProFootballTalk.com, Mike Florio wrote, did Ursay give away the Colts draft strategy? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. But like, did, did, did not everybody know that already? Right. Imagine thinking the Colts could fool anybody into thinking that they don't need a young quarterback. Right. So they hired Shane Steichen to try and grow a young quarterback. It is, to me, that's the key about an offensive coach. And the Bills got away with this because they had a defensive coach and they also grew a young quarterback. Brian Dable did that job, right? Mm-hmm. So Brian Dable's here. He helps them grow Josh Allen and mold him, along with the help of Ken Dorsey, into the quarterback that he is today. I think that there's a stronger case to be made if you are a team hitting reset. If you're Arizona yeah. and you're deciding who to hire, they have Kyler Murray. Sure, they want to get the best out of him, but he has played the position. They're not starting from scratch. If you want to go defensive coach and hire some coordinators and see how it goes, okay. But if you are picking first, second, or third, and you're about to get a rookie, that's to me, Joe, a bigger lean towards an offensive guy. Mm. I need your number one job is to develop this kid. More than anything, that's your job. And McDermott got the job before the Bills were on that track of developing the kid. He yeah. came in, 
and fix the defense that Rex had ruined. He was, you know, a game manager quarterback in Tyrod Taylor. That's who he had. So I do think that the point you make about offensive coaches is fair. I agree with most of it. I would say that not every organization's timeline is exactly the same, though. Mm-hmm. Would you say, though, that the defensive coaches are more reliant on that star quarterback than offensive coaches? I mean, Shanahan is maybe too much of the example for this because he's almost an anomaly in that he's able to make any quarterback productive. But I think about him and that he could put any quarterback in there and find success. And there's Belichick without Brady. Can't do anything the last three years without Tom Brady. And, you know, like... Tomlin without Mike Ben Roethlisberger. We're going to find out yep. what that really looks like now. And for two years now, they've been, well, for one year, they were average. I know they got to the the winning record amazingly at the end, but they were really never a, a good team throughout the year. What are the what are these defensive coaches going to look like, the, the legacy ones? Pete Carroll, Tomlin, and Belichick. Those are the legacy defensive coaches that have won Super Bowls and did it, yes, with franchise quarterbacks, but now... We're going to see all three tested without that elite quarterback. What is that going to look like? Because I can point to several offensive coaches that are able to make it work. It's only a one drive, but Andy Reid puts Chad Henney in. They go down to score a 98-yard touchdown drive. Yep. I mentioned Shanahan, McVay. To some, like Baker Mayfield shows up the week of, and oh, he wins on Sunday Night Football because he just leads them down the field because of the offense they're running. It's just, it's not meant to say you can't win if you're a defensive coach, but but what, I think your point is probably right that the timeline does matter too. That if I if I were the Colts, I would never think about hiring a defensive coach right now. But if I were the who, oh, if I were the if Andy Reid retired and I were the Chiefs, yeah, I could get to defensive minded. It seems ridiculous, doesn't it? What <laughs> you have Mahomes and you're gonna the, the, a defensive coach? Yeah, I, but yeah, I get it. Yeah. Right, he's established. You would say he is coordinator proof, which is something that we tend to think about Josh Allen. He might be coordinator proof, even if you're not the biggest fan of Ken Dorsey. Yeah, the Bills did finish second in league in scoring. Like, sure, he's, right. He's gonna prop up whoever's back there, no matter how good or bad that that coordinator is. You know, to the to the Arizona point, sometimes guys are hired to save a career. Isn't that Sean Payton? Sean yeah. Payton is, please save Russell Wilson. We need you to save Russell Wilson. Right. So, it, different timelines, different scenarios. With the offensive versus defensive coach, who will be the next defensive coach to win a Super Bowl? How about Ooh. that one? Is it McDermott? He's He's got to be the favorite, right? If, if I were setting odds on the next defensive coach to win the Super Bowl, next, he, he is minus money. Next defensive coach to win their first Super Bowl. Let's do it that way. So, Tomlin's sure. out. Belichick's well, out. Tomlin special teams. Belichick's out, Pete Carroll's out, it's McDermott. Well, do we think they were really favorites anyway? Who's that? Any of the three guys that have won it? Like the next, if I were going to say next defensive coach, how high is Tomlin on the list? He, he might be second. I'm getting to the new guys because okay. guys that haven't done it before. Tomlin, is, Tomlin, I think you're, Tomlin, by the way, is defense. It's Harbaugh you're thinking of that's special teams. Okay, I thought he was a special teams coach he was the and, D, and a defensive coach. D coordinator in Minnesota. I don't see any special okay. teams. I thought he came but... up through special teams and then won defense. Okay, Maybe. good, good. Okay, even better. Um, what I'm getting to, though, is who's the next young or new defensive uh-huh. head coach that will win their first Super Bowl? The list is McDermott, Robert mm-hmm. Salah, right? Yep. He's a yep. good young coach who had an amazing defense. 
there's a report that the Jets are high on Ryan Tannehill. If Ryan Tannehill's the quarterback of the Jets last year, how far do they go? They make the playoffs. They make the playoffs. They're not winning much when they get there, I don't think. Right? Uh, that team. What? Wa- what are they doing with Ryan that, Tannehill? I don't know. That team was amazing with the worst quarterbacking in the league just about. Yeah. So, but they, are they beating the Chiefs? Like, what do I got them doing? Uh, if, win, win a playoff game. I'll okay. give them that. They could have won a playoff game. Okay. Who else? Vrabel? Nope. Nope. Uh, Matt Eberflus? D'Amico Ryans? They're not close, right? Uh, they might be great coaches. Staley was the guy you wanted for this, right? He was. He was defensive, but also progressive at the start in that, like, the fourth down decision making and the punting and whatnot. Um, what this all but get- that's not that's not going well. No. What this all gets to is right now it looks like McDermott is the flag bearer for defensive head coach gonna win a Super Bowl. He's got the best shot at it. Yeah. I don't even like Ron Rivera. Nope. Todd Bowles. Nope. Um we mentioned Tomlin, but he's won one already. Dennis Allen in New Orleans, nope. So yeah, he's he's not it's him, it's him and Salah, right? Salah's the next closest. He might be. I don't even know if there's another name I could throw in here that's even close. Like, Eberflus has got fields, so and he's got this first overall pick. They're going to trade down. They're going to get a lot of pieces. So I might be open to the Bears figuring it out within a couple of years, but everyone else is like either on the way down or it, it should be Staley. Staley's got Justin Herbert. He does. It should be him. That's there it's with almost McDermott. infuriating it's not him. Yeah, it should be Staley and McDermott. Right, but it's not. It's just McDermott. And on the offensive side, you would go with Sirianni, Shanahan. Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor, who made it last year. Um, I mean, McVay got his Super Bowl after being there twice. Fun fact and stat of the day, Sean McVay was hired seven years ago. He's still the youngest coach in the NFL. (laughs) Right? Yep. (laughs) He's 38. After the latest hiring cycle, he remains the youngest coach in the NFL. Wow, he's 37 years old, so he was 30 when he got hired. Yep. Has been to two Super Bowls. 803-0550. Just a little conversation on offense and defense. Um, anyway, Brian Cozio joins us on the other side. We'll get a preview of, of Riviera, of the Genesis Invitational. The latest on Tiger, his health, the PGA Tour, which I actually think is in a really, really healthy spot when it comes to uh, these events. The Waste Management Open you mentioned was great. I loved that. The live drama, I don't want to say it's gone because it's not totally gone, but, you know, it just... wind down. A little. I think it has wind down a little bit. So we'll talk to Brian coming up uh, in a few minutes and, you know, keep chatting about some football stuff. I've got some stuff on the Bills build. I want to I I do my best to find a spot to land on Tremaine Edmonds, too. More big decisions, speaking of, uh, you know, defensive focus and offensive focus. It's Jeremy White and Joe DiBiase here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.